hello, I am Matt Williamson coming at you here. Black Curtain, I'm recording this around noon on Monday. I like to record the day before so you guys can get these as soon as possible. Um, this will be a Tuesday one, so there most, there's always a chance there's news that happens between when you listen and whenever I uh, you know record these. So, um, first off, it has to be Pickett, right? I mean, I, I can't imagine they go back to Trubisky. I mean, as of Monday morning, uh, you know, Tomlin's playing it close to the vest, hasn't announced anything. You have to remember Trubisky was a bill last year, so telling them if it's going to be him would probably be an advantage to Buffalo. Um, I assume it'll be pretty apparent, though, that it is Kenny Pickett from here on out. Um, we shall see. I'll be very, I'll be honest. I mean, I'll be very critical of this team if they go the Trubisky route. And if they do, I assume it's going to be, boy, these next four games are really difficult. And then there's a bye week in there. I'm not cool with that. I mean, I know these next four games look really difficult. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think you can look at it that way. There are no easy games. You know, get the kid in there. He looks like he can handle it mentally as well as, you know, emotionally and stability-wise and all that good stuff. So I think it has to be Pickett. Um, but I rewatched the game, and I have a list here of guys that stood out good and bad. So let's dig into that. And the first one, well, we might as well just keep talking about Pickett. I thought he played pretty well. I mean, the numbers aren't great. Um, I thought he threw the ball well. I thought he was confident with his reads. He, his progressions were good. His accuracy was good. Uh, I thought it was a good first day. I mean, 13 attempts and the ball never hit the ground. Three of them were interceptions. One of them I blame Pickett on uh, of the interceptions. I mean, obviously not the Hail Mary. Claypool needs to go up and be bigger. I mean, a one-on-one situation to Claypool, I think, is a, a ball that Pickett or Trubisky may not have thrown. Pickett does. I want my quarterback to be more aggressive than and, – and as opposed to – I think Mike Marks was talking about this today on, on the 33 site, that you want your quarterback to be – you don't want to coax aggressiveness out of him. You want him to be naturally aggressive, and I think Pickett is. Um, Pickens – was really, really good in this game. And his numbers for the season are not close to as good as his um, coach's tape. I did not watch coach's tape yet. I just watched second copy. But he was a star in this game. can understand why they feature him. I wonder if it's going to get to the point where um, his usage even surpasses Deontay's. I know it did in this game. I I think that's a a one-off because Deontay deserves a football a lot. But imagine the world, and it might be coming even this year, and probably late, but probably next year, where Pickens is your one, Deontay's your two, Claypool's your big slot. Like if Pickens becomes a number one receiver, pretty exciting stuff. Um, along those lines, I mentioned him yesterday, but Fryermuth's turning into a star too, and, and his blocking has improved. He was better on second watch than watching it initially. So, again, I mean, those receivers, including Muth, are really, really good. Folks, football season is here, and Live Casino is where FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sports betting app, comes to life. Step up and place your bets at our self-service kiosk or with a sportsbook representative. Then cheer on your team and catch every heart-pounding moment of action on our huge 40-foot video wall. 
bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Another guy that stood out who I've basically taken out of the doghouse. He had some adjustments here in terms of new techniques to learn, but James Daniels is a really good guard, and he played a very good game in this one. I predicted him to be the best lineman on the team. That has now come to fruition after some stumbling blocks early. Um, he's a very good player. He's a very good signing. He, too, is very, very young. So that's a great sign to me. Um, other guys to call out on defense in a positive manner. Cam was back to being Cam. I wasn't super worried, but these last two games, I did mention not his best showings, you know, and uh, maybe he didn't blow up the stat sheet, but he demanded a lot of attention. He was a force time and time again. And as was his new buddy, uh, Larry Ogunjobi was quite good in this game too. I mean, I know the Jets have a totally reshuffled, rebuilt, bad O-line, but those two were very, very good in this game. I think that's great to see. Uh, Ogan Joby's a guy I'd like to keep around for the long term. You know, his contract's up after the year. Um, they lost Terrell Edmonds in this game. And I know a lot of people don't give him a ton of credit. But <laughs> he played well. I think he's having a very underrated and good year. They would miss him next week. But they ask a lot of Edmonds. And he does everything well. Nothing tremendous. You know, like if he's your... Ninth or tenth best player on defense. You're in really good shape. He's another guy I might consider extending sooner than later. So there's some there, there's some positives there from this group. Um, take a quick break, and we'll, we'll hit on a few of the guys that weren't as good as I initially thought. Okay, we talked James Daniels in the first half. Um, Dotson struggled. Dotson had a tough time. I mean, that D-line for the Jets is quite good. Uh, this just wasn't his best day. Uh, I'm not going to kill him for it. I don't know that he's, you know, a big concern for me. I hope next week goes better. But this was not his finest outing. I think that can't be disputed. I was a little, I should have been a little harsher probably yesterday on the offensive tackles. Um, they both had some bad blown blocks. Uh, it wasn't horrible. I don't expect these guys to be superstars, but it was a little worse watching the second go around than the first go around. And I guess that's true for the O-line. I mean, I just called out three-fifths of it with the exception of Daniels. Uh, I thought the O-line played better watching it live than I did watching it a second time and rewinding and all that. I wouldn't say it was a step backwards. It just wasn't another step forward. You know, the, the whole baby step thing I've been doing with the O-line they did not take any baby steps, really, in this game. It was okay. It wasn't, you know, a positive. Um, I mentioned Cam and Ogan Joby to start the show, and I mentioned Tyson Alualu before. You guys are probably familiar that he got uh, bumped back to the backup nose tackle job. He had a tough one in this one, too. You know, I think it's officially time to wonder, is this the end for Tyson Alualu? You know, I mean, his age, I think he's 35 coming off a major injury. This was not a particularly good showing. 
Um, I expected a little more out of Malik Reed as well. He's been okay since he's been here. I thought he would make more splash plays. His run defense certainly isn't great. It's pretty clear to me that he's a three, you know, and not a starter or an innings eater even, you know, in terms of snap counts. He was asked to kind of, you know, eat innings in Denver with injuries and played a lot of snaps there. But uh, I think he's a spot player. You want to play like 30 snaps a game. And that's starting to show up more and more. Um, Watt should be back soon by all accounts. Tremendous, obviously much needed. And I thought Spillane had a tough game, too. I mean, I know he's a favorite of the special teams coaches and he plays with an attitude and all that good stuff. But um, I I think he's very limited. I mean, I think he was a big culprit for the middle of the field, pass defense issues. He doesn't – he's not a sideline to sideline player. You know, I mean, he's he's just a guy out there. I mean, that's it, all I can really say about him. Um, as I like to do, I uh, want to mention a few of the opponents as well. Um, LaMarcus Joyner was a stud in this game. He made plays. He picked the ball off. Uh, Steelers had very little success going his way. Um, I think the late first-round pick, Jermaine Johnson, uh, a lot of us were shocked he fell as late as he did in the first round. He looks like a piece for them for sure, an edge rusher. He, he did well, especially against, you know, and mentioned the tackle issues where well, he was part of that. Uh, I think they have a keeper there along with Lawson. Um, Corey Davis was very, very good in this game. He's the easy one to forget for the Jets because their two young developing stars, in my opinion, are so enticing. But Corey Davis making a lot of money, and it's kind of like the conversation we had before that if that's your three, kind of like in the Claypool mold, you know, if it goes Pickens, Deontay, Claypool – if theirs goes Wilson, Moore, Davis, it's a pretty good trio. I mean, and that's really how the NFL's going now is you need three of those guys. And the Jets do, the Steelers do. So interesting there. Zach Wilson was even better than I thought to. So give the kid credit, especially as the game went on. He got more and more comfortable. Steelers defense got more and more exposed, of course, too. But he made plays. He looked comfortable. Uh, he got the ball out. So impressive showing by Wilson. If this was a Jets podcast, you know, we'd be saying, ooh, that's pretty exciting. So give these guys some credit as well. Um, I mentioned how well Cam and Ogan Joby played and talked about Highsmith yesterday. I didn't even bring him up. It's almost like he's just a given at this point. But some some arrow down guys for the Jets, sort of to be expected to. I mean, they're, they're on their fifth offensive tackle. But their whole O-line, with the exception of Vera Tucker, was problematic. McGovern, the center, he's been, I mean, he was the, the, the first plan for their center. So that might need to be addressed this offseason. And they gave big money to Lake and Tomlinson, the guard from the Niners, who they were extremely familiar with. That whole coaching staff comes from San Francisco. He had a rough day, too. I mean, especially against Cam and Ogunjobi. He has not had a very good season as a whole for the Jets. And then Max Mitchell got thrown in there. Again, not part of the plan. He's a fourth-round pick. He had a tough go of it, too. So Jets played a little better than I expected. Um, their O-line was a little worse than I expected. The Steelers' O-line was a little worse than I expected. Pickens and Muth were a little better than I expected. Cam and Ogunjobi were better than I expected. Daniels was better than I expected. 
think it might be time to worry about Tyson Alulu though. So maybe nose tackle is a offseason priority of some sort. So we'll see. Um, uh, tomorrow, or I'm actually right now, I'm digging in heavy into some Bills prep. Um, pull back the curtain a little bit. They're really good. Yeah, they're really good on both sides of the ball. That is going to be a challenge. I think the Steelers are like two point or two touchdown dogs already in Buffalo. That makes perfect sense. And lastly, again, if it's not Pickett, I will be very critical of the Steelers unless they can come up with some answer or some explanation that I'm not thinking of because I think it has to be that time, and that's exciting to me. So over and out. Thanks, everyone.